Hey everybody, welcome back to another Photog Adventures podcast. I'm Aaron King. I'm Brendan Porter. With families and day jobs, we know it's hard to find time to get out there with your camera. So Brendan and I joined together and made the commitment to go out consistently and build up our landscape and astrophotography portfolios. We live in Utah and are lucky to have so many beautiful landscapes all around us. Not only do we have five national parks right here in Utah, but we are only a day or less drive away from 30 other national parks. So we created PhotogAdventures.com, this podcast, and our YouTube channel to chronicle our adventures. Come along with us to amazing places and learn from our mistakes and our successes. We hope that you will get out there too and have a photog adventure of your own. It's episode 102. <laughs> <laughs> 102, all right. Circus Afro. I won't, yeah, I won't do the Circus Afro, Afro song. <laughs> now I've got him rolling. I got yes, it. Got and 102 is a circus episode because it's been <laughs> 100 <laughs> episodes since our very second try at this. Remember yeah. our second try? I think I had the fan going too much. I told the story about how my wife just had a baby, our second child, and if I convinced her that the nurses would be there, I didn't have to stay that night. I could go out and do Milky Way photography the night my child was born. That's right. (laughs) That's right. That's nothing to do with this (sighs) recent... Feelings? Hey, that does no. suck. <laughs> if I tell a story like that and then say I'm getting a divorce, it just looks like it that's the It just makes it look like you're a jerk, but that's not the reason. <laughs> it's not so. the reason at all. She doesn't like short guys. No, it's not oh, that man. either. man. Doomed from the start. I know. 15 years later, she decided, you're short. Let's talk about photography. Let's do. Exciting or maybe other photography. Cool things that are coming up. Here's a quick photography <laughs> piece of news. Royce Bears Nightscaper Conference has been sold out. Sold out. If you were planning on joining, you better start planning for 2020 because 2019, May 1st through 3rd, Nightscaper Conference is sold out. In 34 days. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. That's so 160 seats. So those of you who are joining us for our Southern Utah workshop leading right up until the Nightscaper Conference, mm-hmm. we're stoked to have you. Oh, yeah, Can't yeah, wait yeah. to hang out with all of you. And we have openings fun. still. So if you want to get out there in that area and then hear how the Nightscaper Conference went afterwards, you can. But you just join us for Southern Utah, Goblin Valley, Goosenecks, Natural Bridges, National Monument. Really awesome places. And that's on our photogadventure.com slash workshop. Yes, you can Workshops. find out everything there. Photogadventure slash Okay, photogadventures.com slash workshop or photogadventures.com forward slash workshops. I think I did both. And then there's also adventures. I guarantee that's plural adventures. Make it really easy. Just go to photogadventures.com. And you'll see the link for photography workshop. (laughs) (laughs) On our webpage, we have a new menu button that's coming, huh, Brendan? It is coming. It's in the workings, in the makings. It is begun. Began today, but what's the plan? The plan is to sell our merch, people. We want to sell you our goods. Hey, Brian Miller, are you out there still, man? We know that we haven't heard from you directly, but you're an awesome guy who's been following forever, and you kept saying, where's my Don't Clone Me Out Bro t-shirt? Working on it. Yes. (laughs) So the the initial idea, now we currently have a Redbubble store, but the problem with Redbubble is that they will throw all kinds of stuff at you while you're there from other people, not us. So we're taking control back. And we're going to take it all back and we're going to do it ourselves. So we have a a shop dot photogaventures. Oh no, sorry. Merch dot photogaventures. We changed it to merch because that's what we're going to be doing. And we're going to be offering it through Printful. So Printful will be fulfilling our orders and it will look like it's coming from us. So it's a little insider. You don't have to say that part because it looks like it comes from us. (laughs) You will know that Printful is doing it for us, but it'll look like us all the way. So that's pretty awesome. See what's happening behind the scenes. There's no curtain here, people. You know. You've seen our videos. You know exactly what's going on here. So we Almost no, too much. I have, yeah. I, I, you know, seriously, I'm totally 
transparent. I'm totally down with that. So um, I don't like secrets. I've never liked secrets. So yeah. Um, <laughs> never liked secrets. So if you have any, you better tell them right now. But my websites are a little secretive to me. So <laughs> What does only, that mean? No. <laughs> only a little bit. Only this part is so what I'm telling you. So if you're you, looking so. forward to getting some merch, we're going to have store stuff available for Shirts, a Black hats, Friday sale. Bags. Yeah. We're joining the yeah. rest of the world with awesome sales happening from Black Friday through Cyber Monday. It'll be cool. We'll have some new new courses set up in there, as well as discount on our current courses. Mm-hmm. And we're going to throw in some, you know, uh, some, some good deals on some open workshops that we have next year that we want to help fill. So yeah, yeah, yeah. pay attention to that coming up this Thanksgiving while you're sitting there enjoying your turkey hangover that you have. You can buy some merch buy some courses, enjoy the benefits of the cyber deals. Yeah. Think of us on Black Friday, guys. Don't forget Photog Adventures. Don't forget Photog Adventures. Never forget. (laughs) Always remember. Also, for those of you who are not a patron and you haven't heard episode 101, we were with mm. Alan Wallace. Alan Wallace has a web page, well, Alan Wallace Photography webpage, and then mm-hmm. you can also mm-hmm. see him on YouTube as Alan Wallace, and he's got awesome Milky Way astrophotography related content. We interviewed really him on Monday. We had that interview come out that same day, mm-hmm. and so you can listen to it if you're a patron. If you're not, then you'll need to jump in at the $5 or more level as a patron, and you will get access to that podcast podcast we in the past in the last two episodes we have given you a teaser on the monday preceding your wednesday episode and i thought mm-hmm. it was nice seeing the teaser it honestly is but at the same time your guys's feed right now says hey here's an episode up i want to listen to it oh it's only a five minute teaser ah oh, it's only an eight minute teaser i felt yeah, like yeah. i felt like i mean that, is that a, is that a, is that a bad move guys or you know give us maybe. some feedback guys let us know if that's if, if that's okay with you guys, if we you are making a change helping, though, so yeah. you can let us have the feedback, but I have an announcement for a change okay, okay. already. Okay. I keep secrets from Brendan all the time and he hates secrets. Mm, you know how I feel guys. <laughs> I told you that like five minutes ago. So like the feedback you're asking for is awesome, but still okay. what I'm announcing is that at the end of this podcast, after we're done, you hear that music flow, the five minute teaser will be there. So you can hear the teaser, hear what's going on, hear how Alan Wallace went. I might be okay with that. But it won't be a separate feed. You're okay Okay. with that? Yeah, yeah. It's worth a try. I mean, it was sort of just... Then you guys can let us know. This is A-B test, right? We did it one way. Now we're going to do it this way. Let us know what you like better. Yeah, I think so too. As as well as the fact that we were kind of bloating our stats on our podcast. We get everybody's download stat for that extra episode, but it was only a teaser. Mm. And then you look at our monthly stats of our our actual podcast Mm, listeners, and I would say we kind of fooled them into doubling our numbers for a couple weeks. That is interesting. And so can we I use thought, it to our advantage, though? I think we can. <laughs> we already used it to our advantage. Mm. Look at all the great money that's pouring from the ceiling. Oh, yeah. So many $5. <laughs> like two. So if you want to pay on, attention guys. to that teaser, <laughs> Alan Wallace, he's at the end of this episode. When we're all saying goodbye, have a good week, and the music's playing, and you hear that sound, and it like trails away, that it will lead right into the tre- teaser with Alan Wallace. So enjoy that mm. if you want to hear it. And if cool. you want to hear the whole thing, go to patreon.com forward slash Photog Adventures and jump in as a $5 or more patron. Yeah, thank you guys for your support. It is awesome. And uh, yeah, thank you guys. You guys have supported us the whole time and we love you. Thank you. We do love you so much. So announcements over. Boom. Okay. Let's get started because we're talking yeah. about some interesting experiences we had in the Oregon Coast listener adventure. You want to give a summary real quick of the places that we are going to talk about for this podcast and we'll get rolling with it. Yes. Okay. So the summary is the places we hit. Number one, we hit the Redwoods. Aaron didn't come with us. So it was me, Drew, and Kirk. 
There's a story there. I went there. to the Redwoods. There's a story there. Honorable story. The second place we went to was Secret Beach. That was amazing. We met up with some people there. Listener Adventure. We had some uh, Oregon Sandrat come out. Josh, mm-hmm. right? Come out with yep. us. And, Josh Latham. Uh, that was awesome. And then the second, the third place uh, was Natural Bridges. And um, it's kind of like Secret Beach, but kind of like more elevated. It's really interesting how the sea stacks are like almost the same, but not quite and really cool and different still. Mm-hmm. And then Bandon. Oh, amazing place. I love it. Every time I go, it's a little bit different. Even though it's the same exact beach, it's it's fantastic place. And we got some Milky Way there. <laughs> and so we're going to awesome. cover that all in this podcast with Brendan and I telling those stories and some misadventures. And then we're going to tell the story of the what? remaining locations from Podcast happens. 104. You'll hear that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some misadventures. Definitely. Then you'll hear from our actual listeners who joined us. Kirk, Drew, Jeff, Tim, John, another Jeff, Teresa, Josh, Kyle, Mary, Beth. All these guys joined us on a very fun trip. We're sorry that most of you couldn't make it and be out there with us. So we got to record those guys. That will come. podcast will come out in two more weeks. It'll come right there the week the after 28th. Thanksgiving. Yeah. So you'll be able to listen to that and get their perspectives on these locations. So this is going to be Oregon Coast for the next three podcasts. Really cool. And it's fantastic. Milky Way on the Oregon coast, too. So next week, we're going to talk about Thor's Well. And there were some amazing Milky Way night photography going on at Thor's Well that uh, you guys are going to... You guys are going to love it, I think. And you're going to feel like me. I wish I was there. Yeah. I I wasn't. I mean, if we would have done some steel wool spinning, we might have just hit the awesome trifecta of awesomeness to kick things off the weather was fantastic for this trip it was way better than last year way too beautiful for its own good for landscape photography as we were driving up we went through towns small towns and saw these cloudscapes of just amazing magnificent i thought the whole weekend was gonna be like this because the clouds remember we were driving up it was just (gasps) everywhere you look left and right it was like oh my gosh it was gorgeous misty fog on the ground amazing clouds in the sky. It was a foreshadow for some fantastic weather ahead, except that was the last like weather system that came through there. It was. We were at the tail end of something that came through that was awesome. And then we get to the beach and it's perfectly clear and warm. And warm. It was 60 plus degrees every day. So nice. (laughs) So we like to start off our Oyster Adventure down in the Redwoods in California. Yes. Before we meet up with everyone up in Brookings for Secret Beach. And I had a workshop page to create to get some people joining us and registering. So we're like, okay, we got to get this out now. We don't have any more time to waste. People are looking for these one night workshops. Royce Bear's like, hey, hook me up with that as soon as you can. Yeah, we didn't even have like, we were like, what? Like, we're the last guys? Like, we need to, everyone else had sold out. We got to get our stuff out. Yeah. And so I stayed up the entire night. I was finished at two o'clock and then I worked on the podcast episode with Milky Way Mike. And so I was editing that until 5 a.m. So when they woke up at six, Brendan took a look at me and he's just like, you're not going to come, are you? I'm like, I'm not. I don't think you were half coherent. You're just like, go, go, get out of here. Go. Go. (laughs) talking to me. Let me sleep. You're going to go, let me sleep, let me sleep. (laughs) So I was like, okay, that's fine. Worthy cause. You sleep, get your rest. (sighs) Yeah. You miss some amazingly awesome things. So you, I'm going to be a listener right now and hear about Redwoods. Then we'll take our first break of the podcast. Tell us okay. what was it. And you gave us a picture on Instagram that said, what is this, guys? And I know, you like and I'm working on it. I'm working on more. So I've got these amazing macro shots that I did while I was there because I've been to the Redwoods before. We went last year, same exact time. We were familiar with the area and... We went straight to like the lake kind of area. No, not the lake. Sorry, the stream river kind of thing that's over in the Jedediah 
um, state park there. Did I smart? Did I smart? And you guys went to the Stout Trail, I think. Oh my gosh, there's somebody else. I'm going to get tongue twisted just by trying to say it. (laughs) Yeah, so the Stout Trailhead is where we were. And um, we went to the river and saw lots of river rocks, some reflective water, stuff like that, started shooting. Everybody's like getting set up for some serious shots. I'm looking around going, eh. You know, you weren't loving everything no, with the big no, old giant trees. Yeah, I was just like, I looked at my shots. I'm just like, yeah, this is these shots. You can tell I'm not feeling it here, because you know when you shoot the redwoods, you've got to go either big or go home because these trees are huge. I mean, they're <laughs> massive. And how do you shoot these things when they're literally two to three hundred feet above your head? Wide angle lens. Can, I mean, I'm at fifty millimeter wide on the ground getting a little bit of ground and going all the way up to the top of the trees. And You're at 50 millimeters? 15, sorry, 15 millimeters. Oh, oh I'm at okay. 15 millimeters wide, so as wide as my widest angle lens goes. And you can get the ground and even the top of the trees. I can do whole one shot, right? Yeah, in yeah. Portrait, in portrait orientation. Right, brilliant. And, um, and some of those pictures might turn out, but they weren't my favorite because it's just like the trees look kind of small. They don't really look, you know, like, yeah. I don't know. How do you really show off the magnificence of these without like a person in front of it or something? You know what I mean? A little context for the size. Yeah. And so it just looks like a forest, you know? Um, so as these guys were looking around I, and starting setting up shots, I, I start looking around a little bit and I step over this log and I see this little tiny mushroom First I saw that saw, first I saw this big mushroom that was like a normal mushroom growing out of the log. Colored brown. Brownish typical, gray, typical, you know, flat top. Mushroom. It was kind of curling up like it was drying up, it was curling up a little at the top. So I started doing some macro. I'm like, hey, I'm gonna get my macro lens out, shoot this mushroom. Yeah, first I used guy. my fifty millimeter because I had that on. So oh, first okay. I was gonna do some landscape with my fifty millimeter and do some HDR. I'm just like not really loving it. So then I saw this mushroom, I'm like, ooh, cool. So I started shooting that, and then I looked down at my feet and I saw this little tiny um fungus that looked like a brain with red clear goopy globs coming out of it it, it was the trippiest thing this red goop? it was secreting this red Ooh. like it looked like red jello coming out of a brain of a jello mold it was really really <laughs> the weird brain of a jello mold yes yeah, so cuz my kids have like this jello mold that's the brain shaped at home <laughs> and so um, so this is totally what I was thinking about. I'm like, this is like a little zombie brain with like red stuff coming out of it. <laughs> and so I'm just like, oh my gosh. Okay. I'm just going straight macro now, you know? So then the guys started making, you know, um, and this, at this point, Tim had showed up. You said he some kept, of the guys started making what? And they're just like, oh, it, oh, uh, you know, we're in the redwood forest and Brennan's doing macro. I'm like, <laughs> okay, this yeah. place is freaking amazing, <laughs> you know? And I so I missed the boat here. I'm we're like, in- I didn't grow up in a forest. This stuff is freaking me out. I love it. <laughs> and so um, by this point, Tim had showed up. Out of the woods comes Tim out of nowhere. Hey, guys. With a knife. I thought I heard you. <laughs> and like, I'm like, Tim. Camera. I knew Tim was going to meet us, meet up with us sometime with Jeff. But I'm like, where's Jeff? He's like, I don't know. He's like, he took off some He's down the trail. He's all excited about Somewhere something. Somewhere making I, a $15,000 so Tim, print. <laughs> Poor Tim's left behind looking for us. And I'm like, how on earth did you find us? We were so far off the beaten path. And it's like, dude, uh, I don't know if you've done photography with yourself, Brendan, but you're pretty loud. I'm pretty sure Um, you've noticed. Well, the three of us, I guess, were pretty loud because it's me, Kirk, and Drew kind of in the same general area. (laughs) Right. So I'm sorry getting all excited and yelling at the guys about the macro. Maybe that's what what keyed off Tim. Yeah, he heard you yell macro. So what would you say photographically went really well with macro on these mushrooms? Oh, man. So I went to town on these mushrooms. I mean, it was like I got down as low as I could because taking a macro shot, this is one of the things I'm going to mention in my class at at the Create Photography Retreat is one of the tips that I'm going to go over is face down macro is only good for certain things. 
when you're out in nature, how do you, you really describe get, face down? Like, like, like when you're looking like something at your shoes, you know what I mean? Like you're stepping out and you're looking down with your eyes. It's not the most, it's not the best vantage point, right? Mm, okay. Yeah. Cause I got an example of looking almost straight down on this object. And then once I got down level with it, I, I rested my, my camera and my lens on the, on the actual piece of wood on the log the bark right there the bark's with like right there next, yeah and i'm Perfect like and i'm profile. like inches away from this thing and i've set up a little rock to prop up my lens and then i had to do a four second exposure you had to hold it handheld i didn't handle it i set it down on oh, the log resting on the log and i put the rock underneath the rest of the lens so i could so i could stand still for four seconds because i was at f19 on some of these shots because when you're inches so away like that when you're inches away from an object you have to go crazy f stop to get it all in focus, or it's going to be this razor thin. Right, so your focus. depth of field is already your depth wide of field goes 19, crazy at macro. But then when you go to macro, it's like really cut tiny. Yeah, yeah. And so this object was literally like the size of a quarter, and I've got it almost filling the frame, <laughs> and it looks amazing at f nineteen. It was so oh, we've got awesome. To see this picture on our Instagram this I got, week. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to post it this week because I'm I've worked on it a little bit today, and I'm so excited to finish it up tonight and get it posted maybe tomorrow. So, um, it was awesome. So I did that, and then I. Then I started walking back to the main trail with the other guys. And then I think it was, uh, I think it was Tim. He's just like, Hey, how come you guys walk past this? And then we turn to look at Tim. We're like, what? Look at what? And he comes and I come next to him and it's this whole garden trove of like this little green mossy stuff and these amazing little tiny mushrooms growing out of it, like a whole colony. Like the, that's the hair blue hair that's thing. Insane. Yeah. And so I'm just like, Oh my gosh. So I set up my tripod. I got super crazy close. And I'm like, and I'm like, look at the guys are like, okay, he's set up now. He's in macro heaven. It's like, we're not going <laughs> to. And so there's no disturbing him for a while. I took a couple of shots and Drew's like, Hey, you want to use my light? I'm like, Oh yes. Why? What light? Why did you guys use the lights? I know you use blue I'm like, what light. light. What was the reason? What light do you have? And he pulls out this Velvia Luxley Velvia no, Kirks. Kirks. Yeah, sorry. Did I say Drew? Yeah, yeah. Ugh. I'm always Classic switching the names switch. with them. We it's do that ridiculous. All the time with them. So Kirk says, I have this Luxley Velvia RGB light panel. I'm like, really? <laughs> any color you can imagine. Any RGB. color, any brightness. So I'm like, oh, yes, please. And so, so that's wacky in the middle of the morning kind of light. It's morning light. Yeah, it's it's morning. The sun's not even risen higher than the trees yet. And there's this little dewdrops all over the moss and these mushrooms. And it was just a beautiful scene. And so when I could sidelight these with blue light, I was just like, oh, because they were these, they're like transparent gray, white mushrooms that like light was like soaking into them. It was amazing. So why not a more natural light? Why do you guys go with such a funky artificial color? I was in the shade. I mean, this is where the mushrooms grow was in a shady spot and yes i could do longer exposure but there wasn't enough real natural light to really give well, it some dynamic light that's and a so, good answer as to why you used a light but why didn't you just light it why did you change the color of it i like blue a <laughs> okay. lot so there's and no when light, i can uh, highlight things with blue light i'm gonna do it i mean it's just you know <laughs> when i have a light panel i can go this like amazing like light blue or navy blue um yeah a green blue is kind of what i was going for because when i first saw these mushrooms i thought and he brings out this RGB pen. I'm just like, blue, blue. That's the first thing that went through my mind. I was like, let's do blue. I want to do blue light on the side of these. And so <laughs> that's what we did. And I've done um, a few shots with the, out the light at the beginning. And then when I got the light, I just, oh my gosh, I just 
was all over it. So I definitely wouldn't have gone with that color, but it sounds really fun and amazing. It was really fun, and we could have tried. I I tried to color a couple different other colors too, but I mean, we could have sat there literally all day with different colors and shot different angles because it was like a three foot by three foot kind of cube area that was just mushrooms all over it. So I could go to the other side where there's darker mushrooms, or I could focus deeper and get. I mean, it was just it was insane. So at a hundred millimeter macro, you have so much like you could do because you can crop in once you get super close. You've got so many angles you could attach attack from. It's just, it was awesome. I mean, there wasn't exactly a a skunked morning for you out there in the redwoods, no, but we no. didn't have a lot of atmosphere, so I can see. No, there was no atmosphere. This clear sky, no clouds, no mist. Just you know, it's not a, a perfect, bad beautiful day. time to be there, but it definitely wasn't the best time. So I can see how macro became your focus. It really did. I switched automatically to macro mode and then we just started walking around. I, start, I took a few other pictures of this and that. And then we came across something else that was actually truly amazing as well. So I'm about to close out this segment, but I shouldn't yet. No, this no, is worth there's it. still another thing. There's okay. this crazy treasure troll stuff growing out of a log. We're like, what the heck is this? Another treasure trove treasure troll hair you know the treasure troll hair oh you're talking about the 1990s I'm talking like troll dolls four to five inches of white hairs going straight up and then a little tiny like glob at the ends i thought you were talking about that with the last group of mushrooms it was nuts it was completely nuts and so we're looking at this thing All we're right. like it looks like poop like there's something growing out of the poop but this is amazing so what do we do we got the light out again because we're like the light let's, let's light it up let's ruin how it looks and make because it, look it was blue. white and we <laughs> lit it up blue and pink and different colors it was it that's was really awesome. weird i'm totally not on board with that but that sounds fun <laughs> <laughs> like the natural color itself was pretty cool because it was like a straight white but when you can have something that's straight white and you can throw some color on it it's really really fun so that's the one that you put on your instagram that has like hey guys what is this but we no that's the mushrooms I haven't showed anything of the other of the treasure treasure troll hair thing yet. So these spores, these long, mm-hmm. they're fun guys. Still, it's yeah. just narrow spore like. Yeah, they're hairs. They're straight hair up filament. hairs, and at the end of the hairs was like a little sphere, a little glob of liquid. I mean, it was the craziest thing. Cool. And I'm thinking, like, how on earth? How? It's like defying physics, and it's like right here in front of us. It's it was amazing. So we did like you know we walked around, and did some other stuff, and then we packed it up and went, and it was just a beautiful morning for macro. Nice to think going to the largest trees on our earth and you spent all that time focusing on the tiniest fungi that we have. I did some other shots too. And apparently Jeff did a really good shot of the, uh, of the, yeah, we'll um, let Jeff talk about that shot when we about. pull him mm-hmm. in, but he actually's already sold the print yep. from that. Yep. So and that so was a good morning. It was a great morning. I mean, it was a very beautiful place. Like I said, I didn't grow up in the, de- I grew up in the desert. So finding stuff in the forest like that is just pfft, candy store for me. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead and take our first break of the podcast and come back and talk about Secret Beach and a couple misadventures that went uh, hmm. annoying for a me. A couple, yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to the Photog Adventures podcast, everyone. Secret Beach is where we had all the people who could make it at the beginning of our listener adventure mm-hmm. out there on the Oregon coast. They came with us for a sunset. Now, Nick Page, apologies to your group, because it turns out that we completely scared away Nick Page's workshop. And we weren't really exactly sure what locations they were going to oh, do, right? we had right? no idea where we they We just go. had our own little agenda, and that's what we were going to do. We had so. a pretty good bet that they were beginning off of Brookings and were going to be at Secret Beach, and then they just saw all of our cars piled in there, <sighs> and we just took up all the good parking at the good shorter trailhead. Mm. So sorry, Nick. Really sorry that you guys couldn't go out there, but as you know, it was just beautiful weather, and so the sun 
sunset wasn't just a port wasn't really portfolio evening for secret beach no not for regular landscape and it was pretty but it was nothing in the sky yeah but here is the element that was interesting and very useful for the entire week the timeline the new moon where it was during this time mm. of year and it wasn't like last year it's just we were different on the hours of the of the tides this situation oh, yeah. tide was low at sunset and so it being at was low fantastic. tide and very low swells this area was wide open mm -hmm. the pathway to go from secret beach all the way to the natural bridge arches right there was open it was the first time i'd ever walked out there never seen it before i actually almost could walk all the way to the side of the other beach where you can hardly ever get to Right? You came up and over the rock that takes a lot of climbing and then handing your camera and tripod to you afterwards mm -hmm. just to get there. And then you said even it that was, was precarious. It was sketchy. very sketchy. I'm just like a couple times I could have slipped and like really hurt myself. Describe that area and how narrow the pathway, if there even is a pathway. It's really sh like sh like shady volcanic rock with with like the little razor sh razor clams that live on the rocks. Razor clams? Like is that those what those muscles? are? Yeah. Those, yeah. those are razor clams? The I, oh, I don't know. Maybe they're called razor clams. I think clams. I saw a sign that said, don't eat the razor clams because they're toxic or whatever. So I'm assuming that's what they I wasn't are. wasn't tempted. They're like the little black ones that like, you know have a little yeah, razor edge. Yeah. And those are all over. Like you literally had to walk on them because you had nowhere to play. I felt bad stepping on them. You are a horrible person. I am a horrible, horrible meat-eating person um, meat for stepping on them. <laughs> of course you're a meat-eater. And so careless. I didn't want to eat the razor clams though because they were poisonous. You otherwise, would otherwise, I would be though. devouring them. <laughs> Um, no, um, they <laughs> muscle, and, uh, but the nice thing is they right provide there. a fair amount of traction actually. <laughs> and so I climbed over the side. It was very precarious, but I found a cave. Well, that's the whole thing. They're all full of caves. Yeah. Is it a separate cave? It was a separate cave that, we that the waves were coming in and I got a little wet. Um, but I was kind of prepared for that. So, um, I walked as far as I could go and then realized it's probably going to end soon. There might be a killer seal in here. And or sea lion, and then <laughs> killer uh, sea lion hang out in the bridges. You know, under the bridge is always kind of scary in some cities. So this under was the bridge. Deep, this is deep under. <laughs> I had like only my phone light, and my eyes weren't adjusted seal. yet. And I'm just like, you know, what? there could be a loose seal in here, and loose I'm, seal. I'm There's just a loose gonna, seal. I'm gonna lose my hand or something. So I don't you never care know. About loose seal anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All you rest of development fans, you're welcome. Yeah, sorry, John. Um, Baby Buster. <laughs> <laughs> so in this area at Secret Beach, you got the beautiful Secret Beach with the nice haste sea stacks that mm -hmm. have actual growth of trees on top of it. Oh, so awesome. And it's iconic. It's beautiful. But this sky was empty, void of clouds, just void of everything. So when we hiked all the way through here and went over to the it went, went with John, Josh Latham met up with us. We mm -hmm. were there with mm -hmm. Jeff Anderson. And Kirk was with us. And Kirk came out with mm -hmm. us. And so our little he group got some cool went shots around actually. the corner. Yeah, very cool. The sun was setting. It was coming through the holes that were like the natural bridges holes. Oh, cool. Oh, man. It was great. I'm just like sitting. I'm looking at the back of his screen. I'm just like, oh, I'm jealous. I did Kirk's going to have to show those and yeah, talk about them yeah. when we pull him in. It was on cool. The, it was good. Good shots. I didn't get those cool shots. So in this area, when Brendan went up and over in the precarious inside of the cove, I stayed on the outside with Jeff. I was just kind of being the guy who could talk to the other listeners and trying to be available as well as, well as there was some really neat light coming over the rock and there was a section where the rock was just barely kissing the sun so you know when the sun's being blocked by a little bit it gets that star spike you know you get the oh, sun yeah, spikes yeah, yeah. And so i found a subject that's right in front of me that had pools of water it was glowing 
gold because oh, of the golden yeah? hour. And I got that in a nice foreground, that big wide angle oh, foreground. Sweet. But the shape and its direction wasn't quite leading towards the light. And it wasn't also quite the right balance of shape that mm-hmm. was going to be symmetrical and comfortable in the foreground. I needed to have a different angle on it. And so as I'm finding the perfect angle, I ended up getting a couple of shots without the star spike because it started, it was just moving too fast yeah, behind yeah, that C yeah. stack. So I moved to another one and another one. I think I got an interesting shot. It might end up only being an interesting Instagram photo and not a portfolio piece. Still. But really enjoyed taking advantage of that light and then just filming everywhere I went using our 50 mil. Mm-hmm. The meter on the camera. It looks so just, good on the. It does. It's amazing how much better the camera looks than the phone. <laughs> it phone looks. I mean, the phone looks good, and then we look at the then we look at the the fifty millimeter on the D six D or whatever. Mm, and we're just yeah. like, oh, our phone sucks. When it pulls focus and gets focus on the subject and goes away. And from the, the bokeh and the sweet creamy bokeh coming out of that fifty so is so the nifty delicious. fifty is so fantastic. So mm, yeah. if you guys enjoy our YouTube channel and we have a ton of content still recorded on the phones, we're gonna move into using solely my camera using that 5D Mark IV or the 6D just to get good. It's not going to be 4K video. Who cares? I the know. phone's super convenient, but the camera looks so much better. In the future, yeah. there will be a Sony in my purchase for video alone, and we're going to have some great vlogs. But I'm just so excited about transitioning to this and using yeah. it more. But in that area of Secret Beach, it ended up being a golden light hangout scouting trip. It was a lot of fun hanging out with those guys. But with no clouds, mm-hmm. brought an opportunity you don't always get. No, you don't. Secret Beach, Milky Way. Now, Josh posted a picture that we did a Monday Moment of Envy with. At that Natural was Bridges. That from Natural Bridges, from that same area, right? From that same no, basic area? No, it's a area. different area because we're, we're at Secret Beach. But wasn't Natural Bridges like connected to Secret Beach? Or is oh, that a different... you mean the same rough area of Samuel H. Boardman? Yes, Yeah, okay. It, it was the same Samuel coastline, but it was further down the road. You're right, you're right. Right. And so... It got me really excited when I saw that picture, like, oh, the possibilities here. Obviously, we didn't have the same, you know. Yeah, and just so you know, those caves and those those were part of natural bridges. That's natural bridges we walked over to. That's what I was wondering, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But then that shot that Josh took is in that area, but looking down the coastline where there's this windy snake-like view between rock and sea stack, rock and sea stack that just makes it brilliant if you saw the monday moment of envy you know what we're talking about yeah if you don't then go to the face our facebook page it's posted there as a video yeah, please right do yeah. so when you're looking at milky way at this time of year off mm. the beach with the sea stacks it became a challenge because i loved mm-hmm. keeping the sea stacks in frame but i didn't want to block the core and that was the uh, only yeah, option yeah. other other than getting up higher and having the core off to the right or left of the sea stack right right so what was your composition in the end in the end, I was pretty much on the beach, and I was um, looking basically straight at the cord. had had a C stack on the left hand side of my image, and uh, the core on the right. Core was on the left side of the C stack of mine, where I had it leading out with some wash wa- water coming down a little river stream oh, that was yeah. going into through the beach and into the water. And from that, I was hoping that that kind of windiness mm-hmm, and different mm-hmm. light reflection there versus the rest of the beach was sort of a mirror of the Milky Way in front of me. Mm. It was more windy than the Milky Way was because the Milky Way was pure vertical, yeah, yeah. right at the moment. We're talking a twenty-minute window, and as soon as it became Astro Twilight had Astro Twilight finally ended 
and it was full darkness completely vertical but what's so nice about that is like the sunset like literally almost an hour just over an hour before that yeah and just to be out there for another hour chatting with people the time goes so fast it's like it's already dark enough to do milky way this is awesome <laughs> it was so cool and then we can go home and have dinner afterwards like they're this still is, open this is fantastic 5 40 sunset 5 30 sunset and a 6 40 milky way and yeah. then we were done by 7 30 you gonna hike out yeah. of there we could get we got dinner by eight oh, o'clock at oh. night that was great. I mean, there's definitely advantages <laughs> to doing Milky Way on the coast in, in November. Wow. Awesome. We still had to deal with the sea, and it happened more mm-hmm. later in the week where the sea was giving us particulates that were blocking that core, blocking mm. that right on the horizon detail. Marine layer was quite thick all week, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. The, the Secret Beach was the most clear, and I think Bandon had a mm. little bit good cl- clarity, but... There was a portion, and you could not see the Roa Fuki at all because they'd yeah, already dipped yeah, down below. Yeah. So there was no Scorpius constellation, no Roa Fuki complex. There was just the core that was still remaining mm-hmm, visible, mm-hmm. but it was still really, really fun. And it after was. I captured that time lapse leading towards the dark, and then captured a nice dark long exposure, I realized without Magic Lantern on my camera because I didn't put on any of my cards oh, this okay. time, yeah. I can't do a long bulb exposure oh, without holding my shutter down. Yeah, trigger. Remote and so trigger. I've got to get a remote trigger finally, yeah. unless I just want to put Magic Lantern back on and then I'm golden. I can say, Which hey, run for two minutes. Uh, I didn't want to sit there holding my shutter down for two minutes and mm-hmm. I was going to mess it up anyway and probably move too much. Yeah, yeah. So a shutter release, you got to have one mm-hmm. if you want to do a bulb timer. And, you know, I just didn't want to deal with just 30 seconds. Now, right, one thing right. Alan Wallace was talking about is that he likes to do 30-second shots and then just stack them. He'll do yeah, yeah. five to six 30-second shots. Mm-hmm. Instead of getting three-minute exposures, he just stacks those, and it helps kind of get what he would get. Yeah, I mean, if you stack them and do a median filter in Photoshop, like we've discussed with uh, Royce, uh, you should get a nice, clean image still. You still get a clean and you have more image, to work but with. you won't get more light. You, know, you, you won't, but you have, but you have more light. data to pull shadows. Your shadows will be cleaner, not unless noisy so that's the nice thing so then after i got what i could i was realizing you know i'm gonna i got 15 more minutes let's mess around Mm -hmm. so i'm walking in the dark not turning my light on at all because the rest of these guys are shooting i don't want to mess with their shots Mm -hmm. and i'm walking around in the beach and i'm feeling things like bumping my leg and i'm like what the heck was that Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was, but I think it was just a strap of my bag that hit me, you know. <laughs> but I'm starting to think, okay, it's something. I'm in the dark over here all alone, about 100 yards, maybe 50 yards from those guys. So it's not okay. that far. Yeah. But I'm right up on the water, and I'm angling my shot up, and I'm getting really wide with a 50-millimeter Tamron. I can see the stars and Mars on the left corner mm. and some of the coast, and then two sea stacks in front of me, and this Milky Way that's heading down to the right. And I'm like, Ooh. oh, I'm liking this. Capture, 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 hopefully clear, hopefully focused, you know, doing my best to focus before my first shot and then not touching anything and taking a bunch Mm -hmm. and then trying some further back with more beach in it, less beach in it, right up on the water, see what I can get. I was really playing around with it. I can't wait to see which one of those turn out as anything at all. Nice. Then I did my most different time lapse I've ever done of the night where I turned up to a crazy high ISO because I only had about eight minutes left. Mm -hmm. So the highest ISO I could so that I could get in a lowest second shutter as I could to get enough shots because I had a a 13 second shutter on the Tamron. Okay. And so if I want the Milky Way to look good, I had to go around 8,000 with 13 seconds. And that 13 seconds would have given me maybe, you know, five images every minute, and I only had eight more minutes. Mm. And so I wasn't going to get a very good time lapse. Right, right. So I changed it to six seconds, high crazy ISO, just so I could get 
More six shots in. Shots. Smoother time every lapse. Every minute. Yeah. Oh, no, not six. I got in 12 yeah, yeah. images every minute. So I could get at least two seconds of footage every two minutes, you know? Cool. Yeah, yeah. And so I was really, really trying to get that the most. I can't wait to share. I have a time lapse from there. And from that point on, I got a time lapse everywhere I went the rest of the trip. Oh. And so I'm going to put together a, a big old compilation of time lapses. Now, none of them have been syrup genie rotated. None right. of them have been on a slider and been any cooler than that. Right. But I got these time lapses. I'll use Adobe Premiere to kind of pull in mm -hmm, and pull out mm -hmm, during them. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to compile all of them together. I think it's going nice. to be really fun to see. Nice. I'll do that tomorrow or the next day. Yeah. I'm excited to see it. So Secret Beach for me was a play around 20-minute window, just trying to get that Milky Way core visible as much as I could because, man, that was a November Milky Way. Mm -hmm. I wanted to mark that off my belt. I got nice. a November Milky Way. And on the way home, the tire sign on the car went ding, ding, ding. Your tire's low. And we're like, whoa, what? 20 <laughs> pounds of pressure. Whoa, what? That's like half. We began mm. this listener adventure with the classic Photog adventure, misadventure, flat tire. You know what? The night before driving up there, we almost hit a deer. Drew oh, was yeah. driving, I and I was we like, almost killed that deer. I was like distracting and him, us. like, "Hey, look at this thing on my phone." He's like, "Looking down, look at the road, looks back at the road." We're gonna tell deer, that part of the boy. story. Yeah. This sounds very irresponsible. It's Holy not cow. as bad as you think. No, it's it was literally a split second. The passenger's like, "See this color?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, I see it." Just that. Literally it wasn't split here. second. You want to read this text? Yeah, yeah. No, I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't really trying to distract him more than half a second. And sure enough, that was just enough. That's when those pesky deer show up. Oh, yeah. Literally, Everyone's shaking their head right the worst, now. Oh, that's my when gosh. you're going to hit something. That's when you look away. You see those deer signs? That's when you hit a deer. They're always there. <laughs> They're always at the dot, at the deer signs. We've got to move those, those signs. <laughs> <laughs> so we had begun, and it turned out Drew even saw there's a screw in the tire. Yeah. So we had begun our trip with the flat tire. The nice thing is, though, it wasn't truly flat. We were able to drive it the next morning to the tire shop. They did it in less than an hour. Totally for free. During breakfast. During breakfast. During breakfast. They fixed Easiest the tire. Easiest adventure ever. The best. Then <laughs> that, uh, night, that night, I got to enjoy the Airbnb glory of sharing it with six men. Mm. Was it six or five? I guess there was Kirk and Drew in one bed, John Henry Maurice and Brendan in another bed. In a smaller bed. And then in the third bed turned out to be just a pullout from a couch that from wasn't a love really seat. a size couch. I would have gladly shared that with you if it was bigger, but it was a love, love seat. seat pull out and you guys have been in a couch with the pull out couch that has the bar that stupid bar like two-thirds <laughs> down the way in your back not at the lower back not at the oh, upper back like right in the middle perfect. right where your ribs are gonna feel it the most <laughs> yeah yeah oh <laughs> so then we lay on it and feel that bar sucks let's do something and brennan had the idea let's put the mattress pillows or the pillows from the couch under, under the, the mattress, mattress. <laughs> and it's like okay yeah because then that bar won't be on there but now i'm on this floating island of mattress and pillow and blanket and the blankets looked like when they organized their airbnb they put these sheets on there then they weren't dirty they weren't mm. gross they just looked dusty and like they had been the interior of that couch for many 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 moons mm. i wasn't about to strip down and climb in those blankets right so i stayed in full jeans full coat and jacket no shoes but i laid on top That's of not everything very comfortable is it no it and, wasn't and, and and your bed almost looked like the you know when you put a marshmallow and then you put a a graham cracker on top of the marshmallow. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of what it was like. And you squish it a little bit and it's still not going to be quite even. Graham cracker is not even and it floats <laughs> everywhere. So everything I did moved it. So then I tried, let me anchor myself a little bit and I'll scoot back towards the 
front of like the back of the couch and put my head and my uh, pillow back there. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I slid back there to do that, the front end was like a bucking Bronco and it lifted way up the springs. They, they recognized that my weight was all the way in the back. Oh, the springs no. lifted up the bottom of the bed. It's like two in the morning <laughs> and I'm swinging up and down, up and down, trying to get my balance again <laughs> because everything is depressed. Everything is separated <laughs> from the mattress springs. And it's trying to, to push itself back in. <laughs> it's trying to fold itself back up. And I, I have a stupid thing that is already hard to balance on as it is. So as it swings me up, I'm falling off to one way or the other. I'm trying to recenter myself and then push my weight back down to that end to get it to go down, but without smashing. I didn't want to go slamming down. Oh my gosh. Why People wasn't somebody sleeping? recording that? Oh my gosh. That's awesome. <laughs> everyone was trying to sleep. And I have another reason to hate that bed too. Cause when I was helping you put the pillows <laughs> into the thing, I hit the metal bar with my nail, like straight on and it cracked my nail, like straight in half. Oh, you and broke it was like bleeding on me. Yeah. I broke a nail cause it was bleeding on me and uh, I had to wear a bandaid the rest of the week over my nail. So it wouldn't snag on stuff. Ugh. It was not that bad, but it was annoying. It's one of those annoying <laughs> things. I'm like, I already hate that bed. Uh, now you hate it. We both hate it. And you were just bed. trying to help me. You're like, let me tuck this pillow in there. Yeah, it's like, jam. Like, I'm like, They jammed it right me? into there. Yeah. Oh. And it never, it didn't get comfortable the rest of the night. It never got comfortable no, again. I was that just, bed. I had spent the night before <laughs> staying up all night working on the podcast oh, yeah, and the so workshop like page. Exhausted. I'm exhausted and thinking, okay, I'll get a full night's rest tonight. <sighs> no, I got like two hours of sleep. So oh. I was on my computer working and playing around until... Well, well John, John Maurice and I shared that uh, tiny little, like it was a double and we were like back to back and I was like <laughs> almost falling off the edge you know, half the time. And then when I woke up, I realized he put a pillow between us and I'm like, oh my gosh, I would have taken more room if I knew it was a pillow. You didn't want to touch that I pillow. I thought I was going to back up him. onto his back and stuff and make him feel uncomfortable. But it was a pillow the whole time. I'm like, oh man, <laughs> I didn't know that. And <laughs> I didn't give him very good sleep either. So In the dark, you don't want to find out what it is by using no, your hands. No, you're not going to start. <laughs> it's just you don't like... want to pull a planes, trains, and automobiles, okay? <laughs> you don't want to find out it's not two pillows. Especially <laughs> with a guy you don't know very well. So you stayed as far away as you could from that. <laughs> so that was a terrible Airbnb experience. Now, the Airbnb was fine. I did yeah, love okay. that they had a big old barn door for the bathroom that was right next to my head but beyond I did get that a hot shower though that was nice yeah hot so shower and a yeah. warm place to sleep so that yeah. section of our life was something that will never get back but it was worth it to be out there at secret beach and see the milky way oh it was fantastic it was really cool beautiful yeah. clear night sky haven't expected one of those in the oregon coast and we got it we typically get him around bandon if we go in the morning for a few hour window and have our bandon workshop there mm -hmm. but when in it comes summer, to yeah. november no way we're gonna get that kind of clear no, weather usually like crazy typhoons happening and stuff in november i mean it's weather just rain clouds <laughs> big waves and all that stuff not this weather. Super calm. Not this Super week, I awesome. should say. Yeah. So that's, that ends that segment. We're going to go ahead and take another break, and we'll come back and talk about natural bridges and a few other misadventures that don't involve Aaron King. Right. Hey, welcome back to the Photog Adventures podcast, guys. We're going to talk about natural bridges and Bandon next. Um, yeah. Natural bridges is a cool area for uh, a sunrise. Yes. For sunrise, yeah. I bet even for sunset, apparently Milky Way too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, One thing about the coast mm. too is that you have the sunset behind you and in hills behind you typically. Yeah. So yeah. you're in shadow for the most long time possible. Looking directly south of this natural bridge area was a it great a way different. to bring in more light. Yeah, because it's almost like that's what threw me off because the sun seemed to rise so much more over the, the ocean on that side. I'm just like, it threw me off because I'm just like, 
wait a minute. Am I facing like, west? <laughs> what? The, what? Like or normally there's like east. hills and mountains in the way. What's going on? This is tripping me out because it's like, huh? okay. So anyways, um, <laughs> huh? yeah, that, that threw me off a little. That's a really cool spot. The ocean there is amazing. The rocks, the rocks. I mean, what? The, the hard part amazing. was is that getting to the parking spot for Natural Bridge, there's multiple areas we can go. Oh, there's like mini trails splintering off everywhere. And it's not clear, and we had no idea. We had John with us. We had Kirk, Drew, mm-hmm. Jeff, and myself, and you. And everyone's yeah. like, so which is the right way? And we're like, oh, we actually don't know. Yeah, so actually Kirk and John teamed up and like, well, we're going to go on this path and go further up this way. Everything like, oh. that direction looks very steep and crazy. It did. It did look steep, and it wasn't that bad, but it did look, I mean, it was pretty steep. It was slippery if, at points that you could have slid to your butt if you wanted to, but it wasn't like climbing down a cliff by any no, means. No, but it was, if, if, if the mud was any, if the soil was any wetter, if it was muddier, it definitely would be I fairly treacherous. I have myself down there. Just because if you slip on that fun. and you don't stop, you're not <laughs> going to stop until you hit the bottom. So. so I end up going off to the right, to the wrong spot, trying to see where we can get, and I'm seeing now the cove that Brendan was at when he climbed underneath. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm seeing that section. I'm thinking, you know, we saw the picture of Josh Latham's. We know this area has a big windy view. Mm-hmm. Nothing right here has a clear opening to see a big no, windy view. No, there's too many trees. We want to get down to those rocks, right? It must be someplace else. So yeah. as I'm looking at my map, those guys take off to the left. And when I come back and catch up with them, already Kirk and John have left. And then there's Jeff, Drew, and Brendan setting up on a cliff face that is a slanted, you know, soft surface. And I'm thinking... Mm-hmm. I'm not squeezing up with them on that. Yeah, we barely, three of us barely fit on there, and we're just like shooting through the trees, just trying to get like an establishing shot and stuff and seeing if that'll work. And You had a really cool open cove with mm-hmm. water underneath you. It was really blue-green, mm-hmm. and then you could see the opening, so it felt like maybe our best spot. It yeah, but then when I saw you heading down there, and then we looked at where like, hey, where's Aaron? And then Drew looks over, he's like, He's down there. He's in our shot. And it's like, oh. I know. I'm waving to you. That's cool. Let's go down where he is. I had to climb up to get you guys' view because I go down and I'm continuing on this path thinking maybe right, maybe left. I'll try left. And now I'm on a section that I can see people have traveled, but Mm -hmm. I'm ducking under branches and ducking across. Right. It was crazy. Yeah. Very steep on both sides ledge thinking, you know, I can go to the end of this and see if that's it. Just doesn't feel like the right place mm-hmm. it turned out to be once i got to the very mm-hmm, edge i could mm-hmm. look down i saw it i'm like okay that's the spot where josh's girlfriend had the light that's the light yeah, going all the way yeah. through there oh my gosh i could see a little bit of orange color still the sunrise hasn't happened too much i've got a chance and i'm booking it get down there and slipping and falling afraid to fall all the way off all the way off to my to my death and I start getting the best shots I possibly can but now it's too bright I don't have an ND filter with me because Brendan and I share our ND filter and I'm thinking oh I got no chance for a long exposure I got as best long as I could I got a panorama I looked all the way down to the right and did a panorama from right to the left I did some videos and then I'm thinking you know what those guys can't miss this spot and that's when I got in your guys's frame yep, and he started waving us down and Drew's like okay we should go down there <laughs> and so I go down I'm just like okay the path goes to the right but there's a little shortcut down here to the left. So I start walking on the path to the left. Drew is behind me and Jeff is on the other, going down the other path. Like I'm seeing, Jeff was just like, I see these little sticker, yellow sticker things. I'm going to go over here where that is. And think so Jeff Anderson saw that little sticker stuff? And okay. he started going that way. Well, as soon as I look behind me, I feel something really hurt on my finger, on my <laughs> pinky. And I'm like, what is happening to my pinky? I look down, there's a wasp on my glove biting me. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And then I felt... Like they were, then I heard them and I'm like, oh, 
So I'm telling Drew, I'm swapping my head. I'm, I'm like, you know, hands over my head, running around in circles, trying not to fall off the cliff. Be like, there's wasps. There's wasps. Watch out. I don't know where they are. Your weapons you know? are useless. Yeah. <laughs> and then Drew's just like, oh, crap, crap. Too late. They're getting me too. And so he sweating his hair. and just like, don't fall. You know? So you originally pissed them off. Yeah. Oh, and then when I, I looked up and I, I just ran, I just ran on the trail. Just try to get as far as I could. Right. How high pitch of a scream. Eee! Were you like a little girl? <sighs> no, I don't think it was like that, but I was yelling. <laughs> I was yelling, yelling some other saying t- things, them choice words, select words. some choice words were used <laughs> and, uh, oh my gosh, it hurt so bad. And then, um, Drew's just like, he got my hand too. And then we get down to the rocks and he's just like, ow, ow. And he lifts and he says, he lifts up his tongue on his shoe. There's two in his boot, biting his ankle and stinging him. And so he flicks them. And then I didn't know this happened because a, a few seconds later, I hear on my on my left side, and I feel ah, another pinch, another bite or sting on my on my sideburn on my on my right side. And so I'm just like, what is going on? They're still here. And so I'm running down the path further, and I'm like, Drew, they're still biting me. He's like, No, I just flicked two of them out of my boot. I'm like. They got me next. Thanks. Like he, that's, pissed, he pissed those ones off and sent them your way. <sighs> he gave, they came my way because I was in between Drew and their home, and they were just like, "There's that guy again." And so I got bit twice. He got bit like five times. Oh my gosh! The funny thing is, is <sighs> I was hoping you guys saw my saw my waving my flag, and I didn't know how to get you guys to understand what I was trying to say. Yeah. So I just did it a couple times. Make sure you got my got your attention. I thought, okay. It's up to them now. It's out of my hands. I'm going to go back down to take my pictures. And I kind of looked up through the saddle there where I could see where you guys were sitting. And I saw, oh, man, okay. They're not there anymore. They're on their way. We're good. So I'm taking my next shot, and I'm trying a different side. I can see the Venus bands on the other side making really cool color and, the, and gradient mm. in the sky. So I'm like, okay, that's far more interesting. I'm going to try and get an angle there. But the steep, 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 like loose crap, mm. loose rock, loose everything. Like I didn't want to stand bad, on it. Yeah. So I was hugging the side, trying not to fall, and trying to get a composition, and none of them really worked out. And I hear noise. I look up. There's Drew. And he looks at me and just shakes his head. And then you show up and you're just like shaking your head. I'm like, why is everyone so mad at me? Are they mad at me for getting here first? And I didn't tell them soon enough. Why are they mad? And then I heard the whole story about the wasps. And I knew. Luckily, okay. Jeff was fine. Jeff did not get attacked. He saw what happened to us. He's like, I'm going to go this way. He was and wise. Wandered around nice and slow and didn't get bothered and it's gonna all. get confusing because there's a jeff peterson and a jeff anderson so young jeff, jeff anderson is young jeff yeah. jeff peterson is wise jeff and young <laughs> jeff young jeff was wise the one jeff. with them and he showed a little wisdom there not following mm-hmm. you guys on the shortcut it must be a firefighter thing he's just like yeah you know what? i'm gonna avoid the sting i'm gonna hang back here and go the other way so that's a beautiful spot if you get there it is it is a great location do not take people who have any bad knees or any bad vertigo issues or it's... bad allergies to wasps things <laughs> yeah they and were ground it... wasps i think i'm pretty sure i stepped on their hole and they got ticked off oh, and came man. out of the ground so seriously you i would have never have guessed that that's the been one there. part of nature i wasn't afraid of i didn't think wasp or bees i just I know. thought about everything else yeah i know <laughs> i was not oh, expecting dang. that but natural bridges were beautiful. Photographically, yeah. you need an ND filter because it's so oh, much yeah. better. And Drew shot when you get that smoothness. Oh, I think you did 129, 130-second exposure. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. Nice two-minute exposure. And then he got all those waves to go away, and they just became a color. 
Mm-hmm. And then your eyes begin to focus on the walls going up and seeing the terrain around it. Mm-hmm. If they nice. have those waves, it kind of would take away your, your eyes. Like mm-hmm. I can see, it's not like it's clatter and it's not clutter and trash, but it's the just clatter the of the waves and yeah. the motion implied. It's distracting patterns. There, yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. That's a good way of saying yeah. it. So I never felt too satisfied with any of my images, and the only color I was getting was so far off in the distance. Mm. If I had a long lens, a telephoto lens with me there, I think I would have enjoyed getting something with that, but oh, I would have cut because out. Because there was some orange in those sea stacks way back. Yeah, yes, yeah. And some atmosphere at that distance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that was really nice. Mm-hmm. It's just disappointing that that uh, I couldn't quite pull out what I wanted with with the lenses I had. So there's a better arsenal of lenses you can have with you with an ND filter on top of having a polarizer and making sure that you get in a long lens, short lens, and make the most of it. Yeah, that time I did put on my 50, and I had my adjustable ND filter, which is basically two polarizers. And uh, I was able to twist that all the way to the max almost. And when you go max, it's like practically black. So just just barely before max and it was like a 10 stop i think and so i was able to do a nice long you got some exposure. good stuff with that i think so i've i've been playing around with my images a little bit i think i'm pretty close to finishing one image out of those so um great little spot definitely the be- definitely having a wide a single 50 or 85 i'd recommend for other things and then maybe a nice 70 to 200 that you can really zoom in on those are the three lenses that you really want to bring to that spot yeah natural bridges needs that so after that, we had breakfast, fixed a flat tire, and then mm-hmm. headed our way up to Bandon. Yeah, Bandon's awesome. I mean, we've we've gone there a few times now, and it's one of our favorites. And uh, we got to go on uh, when there was low tide, low swells. That I mean, was the biggest difference is that oh, it made it everything awesome. completely different. So different. It felt like a totally new place. We have seen this same set of sea stacks so many different times. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yet never have we been able to go and walk out to that wizard's hat. It looked like a witch's finger. Or was that a different spot that I'm thinking of? No, I mean, it might be the same name. I know that the wizard's hat is something that people have called another sea stack. And From so that angle, that really close, knows? it looked like a finger with a nail sticking it, to the top. It looked amazing. <laughs> it does have a bit of a curl at the top, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah. It's really cool. I mean, if you think about the sorting hat in Harry Potter, it looks like that without the mouth face, you know, opening up and when it sits still. And so it kind of has that look for it. And, you know, I've never seen it on the back side of it, but I could walk all around it. Mm, I didn't do that. Why didn't I do that? When we first that got there, awesome. we could do it more as the water was yeah. coming up. But I was I was set up with NRS boundary socks, good shoes, and keen. So it's like I didn't care that I got wet, and I got wet in it. But I walked all around on that side away from our composition mm. as we're trying to deal with some of these rocks and get a sunset. But it was just, you know, the gradient orange sunset. So I got a right, time lapse that right. had the sun move behind the distant rocks and then kind of look cool with the starburst right there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But nothing really big for the sunset. Nothing great. Yeah, yeah. And I just played around with stuff that like some rocks that were close up and stuff. And as the sun was setting, maybe try to get some of the sunset glimmer on the water and the rocks in your foreground and stuff. And it was fun playing around with. Um, not sure if I have anything really that's like, you know, portfolio worthy, but... Uh, Nonetheless, good good uh, practice, good experimenting, and uh, you know, timed timed exposures as the sun goes down is really fun because you get longer and longer. You can really blur that water out, and it's yeah, it's fun to play with. If you can be there in golden hour with low low tide, 
I found some areas when I found them. I was like, ooh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. There's these rocks out in the distance, way past the wizard's hat. And they have on the side of them all sorts of sea life. Yeah, yeah. Starfish, anemones, yeah. and these really cool mussels. Probably those razor The ones. razor mussels, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then these guys were sitting there, and I had some red growth. And the red growth was catching the light ooh. as it was setting. And it was just glowing. And so I pulled my 50 millimeter on Mm -hmm. and then I set it up for a a nice depth of field where I had some out of focus, the middle in focus and the distant ones out of focus. Mm. And it really brought a cool touch to it. But I can never find that perfect angle because you were going close Mm. to the rock and they Mm -hmm. all kind of blend together and away from the rock and they all separating a little bit. And so that was a big difference in the composition. So I was trying right, all different right. versions, and then the sun moved right behind the distant sea stack that's in the water. So I had to ditch that one and go to the next rock that had some light on it. Oh. And there's a group of mussels, all these small ones that were the kind of brownish white stripes all over it, and they all had a nice little lip shape, hmm. and they were all sticked and grouped together. And so I went with some macro like that, cool. zoomed in really close. I mean, I stood really close because the 50 doesn't zoom, and I just got what I could with glowing and some out of focus, some in. And I'm excited to share them on Instagram, too, yeah, because cool. they're kind of like Instagram quality like shot. Mm-hmm. And so I was playing around so you were chasing with the light. light. Perfect. Exactly. Literally chasing the light. I was going from rock, some C stack to C stack to C stack that was still in frame. Awesome. I had one small section of seaweed around a C stack that looked really cool that was small rock. And then it had this semi moon, like little crescent going around mm-hmm. it. As the water pulled mm-hmm. back on the wave, it drew that line. Yeah. And I'm capturing it. And 30 seconds later, all the water came in and washed all those lines away, wash the seaweed away. And so the compositions wow. kept changing one yeah, after yeah, another, yeah, one yeah, after yeah. another in front of it. So if you have a chance to be out in this area and you could do this, pay attention to some of those intimate landscapes. They're fleeting, so be prepared. Yeah, it's almost like you've got to be like on your sports photography mode when you're doing right. the ocean because so much is changing all the time. So you got to keep your eyes open. You got to keep like your head on a swivel and you got to look for those little opportunities <laughs> because I found this one. I'm just like, hey, Drew, look at this. He's like, oh, where's that rock? I'm like, it's right over there. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, go get your own shot. That's pretty cool. Cause then as the tide came out and went towards the sea, it would leave the sand like glistening and wet, but then these hard lines drawing these in like towards the lines. rock, Ooh. you know? And then it's like these leading lines going right to this rock. And then up above that's a huge sea stack. It's like, Oh, this is awesome. So it was just really fun to play with in that, that area. And unlike face rock state viewpoint, this area of the beach is completely blown out with light pollution. Oh, yeah. It was like really orange, yellowy light that was shining from the town and from a couple of buildings, the resort, basically. Yeah. And, uh, wow, we did not have to do any kind of light painting. It was super I went super back to bright. the hotel to get a light battery so we could run the light <clears throat> and have our own light painting. And you wasted your time, oh, man. blown out almost. Yeah. It was an unfortunate flat light where it gave no contrast on any of the subject unless we probably went behind it. Do we see any shadow side? Uh, I was over to the right of the rock, and it was did okay. Did you get a little bit of shadow side? I did, yes, I did get some shadow on my side. And when processing, I looked, I did do an initial glean through those images, and I did notice that... Uh, it was just some definition there. It actually so, worked out okay. Okay, for, right on. That's yeah. a little bit of stuff there that happened yeah. that with me in my direction and then over on the left, you did not get any of it. Oh, I bet. And so yeah. you're looking at, if you're there in the later part of the year abandoned and you have a chance with a low tide to get out there that close, then bring it in, get the reflection and really get cool. that Milky Way. You don't have to light anything. No. 
other side, Face Rock State Viewpoint, just down the beach a little bit, it's completely blocked from house light and everything. Yeah, and you so get the lights high get up on the cliff, but not like this at all. Yeah, and nothing is 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 actually getting on those rocks right. whatsoever, let alone yeah. as bright as these were. These were so bright, they look like sandstone in our shots. They do. They're they do. very orange. If you have a chance on the listener page to go look at it, you'll see probably John Henry Maurice's and a couple others already. They were up. so orange. In fact, I turned the Kelvin level down to like thirty two hundred. Even more. My camera, <laughs> so the sky was like really blue, and these things were still very orange. It's like, oh, but I'm over the color contrast, so yeah, it was still a lot of fun. It was still awesome. So, if you have that short of an opportunity to capture that Milky Way, any parting advice for someone who's doing a Milky Way at the late of the year? You know, if it's a clear day and you guys are in the area, I say just go for it. Like, even if you have like two minutes of Milky Way or whatever, it gets dark and you can still go get dinner afterwards you're not there much later than 7 30 so beyond so, getting the motivation to do it what advice would you give in there down there and doing it if they're down there and doing it um have fun with the area look for good angles look for reflections look for you know where the light isn't flat so i mean going around the corner and being parallel with the rock going looking down the coast will give you better um lighting in that in that scenario and you know? if you're out in that area, I would say if you have family members, this is the best time to bring them because they can experience it, see it, and they will not be stuck there for very long. Yeah. At most yeah. an hour, depending on how much time you give before and after. Now, just so mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. when that Milky Way is vertical, that's your last chance to see most of the core. And then when it starts dipping, it's because it's going under the horizon, so you're losing yeah. the core. Yeah. But it's still a fantastic, really big good looking Milky Way and it's yep. very yep. interesting for us northerners to look down at that Milky Way and see it tipped off to the right it is trippy yeah it's yeah. a completely different thing and so we ended up with the compositional challenge of having rocks that take up the negative space underneath yeah, yeah. the Milky Way the stuff that we typically do in the spring and May with the Milky Way leaning over subjects it felt like okay now just do the opposite of that <laughs> but my brain didn't quite work the same way for it and i felt like everything was cluttered up to the left all the cool rocks were also in the same place where the milky way was Mm. and so using up my space well took a little bit more effort Mm -hmm. and so get to know your photo pills app and understand that you know about an hour and a half before sunset where that sun is is roughly where the milky way core is going to be oh yeah and so you can look at that sun and be like okay right around here i'm gonna expect to see the milky way here in about an hour so line up your shot with that and photo pills line up your shot with that and in photo pills and make sure you get the most of it because it's Mm -hmm. a short short window and you can keep going you can keep going for an hour beyond that point when the milky way sets it's still really cool it was it was still a lot of fun big old parts of the milky way are still visible it's just that core that goes down yep so to end this podcast, I'm going to talk about my last misadventure because I already cracked my fingernail and got stung by a wasp. What else could possibly happen to Brendan on this trip? I had a really bad mm-hmm. headache that morning. And then by the time breakfast came around, you guys were done shooting the beach in the morning. You came and joined us for breakfast. Let's go Teresa, get some myself breakfast. and John, we went with you to a cafe. Yeah, to like a little coffee shop cafe kind of thing in town. And uh, so I got the cranberry orange muffin. It was pretty good. And I started eating about half of it. And... Um, I felt something kind of funny in the back of my mouth. And I, can and I see took on one more face. bite and then <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, my worst just happened. Like I felt something funny back there, but now it's crunching. And so then I s- politely spat the rest of that muffin on my plate. Yeah, we didn't actually notice you do that. And I felt around and half my molar was gone and sharp oh. in the very back of my lower molar in my back left side just half of it's missing 
I was waiting for the pain. I'm just like, any minute now, it's going to flip and kill. I just know it's coming. Here comes the pain. And then I remember, oh, yeah, I had a root canal there. I probably won't feel anything. Sure enough, no pain. <laughs> Thank goodness. So I was like, okay, canal. headache's starting to go away. My tooth cracked in half, but I don't feel the pain, so that's good. <laughs> so I told these guys after Teresa's trying to tell her story, I felt really She's bad. She's trying like, really her off, hard. Like, over time, every time, like, um, my tooth just fell out, and I, I that's broken in half actually and I don't know what to do now like, are you kidding was there a hard cranberry in there was just something like a nut something nope. sharp nope I don't know there's the softest thing I could be possibly <laughs> eating and still didn't matter Brendan lost a tooth to a soft 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 spongy it was a crown to be honest muffin. it was a crown and uh, it apparently had a crack in it and I just <laughs> destroyed it with that last bite oh wow you finished it off on the softest thing you possibly could have we're out on an adventure at the coast in Bandon so and now, not only are we far away I have to find a dentist <laughs> I'm like how am I what like I have to find a dentist now so I'm making phone calls half the town is like gone it's winter time in November in small towns in Oregon, guess what? They go other places. Even dentists. Even dentists come dentists just for the tourist are like, season. Yeah, dentists like, we're here for the summer. I'm not here for the winter. I can't <laughs> believe that first dentist you tried said they were closed for the season. It's like, what I'm like, season? I'm like, there's Dental one. Season? I'm like, yeah, there's one. There's one, like, a one minute walk from where we were. I walked around the corner. <laughs> it says closed for the season. I'm like, uh. What? Beach dentist, dude. <laughs> beach dentist. Go figure. So I had to look for a dentist further in town. Luckily, oh, we were able to find one closer where we were going. I found a dentist. He, was he wasn't to f- finding one in the town that we were in. No. He found a town Florence. further north that we were passing to get to Thor's well. Yeah, yeah. So as we were going, I was like, hey, let's find a place on the on the way. So we stopped by. It took about an hour. Yeah. <laughs> so now I have a new patient listing in our <sighs> practice that I'm Photogness never going to go to again. adventure. So yeah. Oh, man. That was the last uh, <laughs> part Flat tire on the first day. Rodeo bed for that first night. Wasps the next morning. And then the following morning, he completely loses one of his teeth. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, but all in all, I mean, the wasping went away at the end of the day. I didn't feel We're it anymore. Two days into the listener adventure. Yeah. So, I mean, my, my tooth didn't hurt. <laughs> my nail survived. I was able to clip it a couple of days Your later. Nail and get, survived. And then, the you know, the two thing. So, you know. <laughs> the funny thing is, okay, not a funny thing, but a good thing to point out is that none of these misadventures were our fault. No. Rodeo bed wasn't my fault? I mean, okay, maybe the putting well, the mattress over the pillow was a bit more. It was more. my bad idea, but it wasn't your fault. <laughs> the wafts was a shortcut, but I mean, come on. The tooth, absolutely, out of completely nowhere. out of nowhere. Yeah. The flat tire, a screw we found. I mean, there was just construction going on in this area. of saying, lots, like boardman. actually, yeah. So a screw was not a surprise to find. So, yeah. So there and all, that was our first uh, couple days of a Redwoods morning, Secret Beach sunset, Natural Bridges sunrise, uh, sunset abandoned, sunrise abandoned. Really great beginning. Great area. Beautiful photos. We were so happy to be there. Regardless of, I mean, nothing was going to stop us busily. We weren't going to be stopped or slowed down by these little trifly things. Yeah. We had too many awesome pictures to get. So it was good. Thank you, Josh, Teresa, Jeff, John, Tim, Jeff, Drew, and Kirk, all those who joined us for this <laughs> section of the trip. It was really fun. The remaining section of the trip, we were joined by Kyle and Mary Beth, and we'll talk about mm-hmm. them later. And you'll hear from all of them two episodes from now. Yeah. Now, two free episodes from now. We still have our Monday interview, so it'll be technically four episodes from now. Yeah. Okay. So if you guys uh, are listening to our Monday episodes on Patreon, we thank you for being a patron. Thank you for your support. And we're out of here. See you guys. Talk to you next week.
say, which is... <laughs> and uh, it was a very cold... I think it was September. It was a very cold September evening. Ooh. So that wasn't um, wasn't enjoyable. But there, there was like... The story doesn't stop there. The, the vlog kind of stops there because... And we basically got to the other side and oh, we got sort of by our car and there was this like really drunk lady who was like what? probably on drugs yeah that, and it, it was like it was quite serious this is why I didn't I couldn't film it like and <laughs> she was really really pestering us and like the problem was like we're all standing there with no trousers on <laughs> I'm trying to get into this like so I'm using photo pills to get like the precise mm. position that I need to be in yeah and um just about there I'm like I mean this really like sludgy marshlandy swampy grass kind of stuff huh so my 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 toes are just completely numb I'm already just very depressed <laughs> hated myself <laughs> well. and um I didn't have anything to focus on because it was pitch black and the moon hasn't popped up yet and I'm like what do I do yeah no kidding and, like the phone signal keeps going because we're in like the middle of nowhere so we're struggling to make contact I can't see her I don't know where she is oh my gosh and then <laughs> yeah just just as we made phone contact, the moon started popping up from the, the, the edge of the mountain. I'm like, oh, my God. And I just started freaking out. Like I just absolutely turned into a werewolf. Like, this full moon's coming up. And I'm just like, ah! You know, like, and like, I'm like trying to grab focus. And like the, this land is so marshy. Like the tripod's shaking. I can't see the moon. And then I'm like, where are you? I'm like shouting at this poor girl. She's like, well, I'm on top of the mountain. I'm like, well, shine a light. I can't see you. <laughs> And she shines a light, and I'm like, come here, come here. And she's, like, moving over. I finally get her in the frame. Oh. And I'm just, like, dude, like, really, like, like normally astrophotography is really calming, and I go out, and I get de-stressed, <laughs> and it's therapeutic. Have a nice serene just, experience, like, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, like, I'm in the middle of this field, like, go left, move left. Like, just, like, shouting. Like a drill sergeant. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, as I'm doing this about... 100 meters away from me this big red flare just goes like and i've got this massive red flare just shining in the corner of my eye uh -huh. i can hear some guy shouting and i'm just like so focused on the task at hand i'm just like i'm just a photographer it's okay like as if that explains anything <laughs> i'm <laughs> just a photographer <laughs> i don't need saving get out of here <laughs> photographer card right there Man, and like i <laughs> and i'm like just focusing on the task just like stay focused and uh She's like we basically had this plan to do. I think it's called a king dancer's pose, where like they pull the leg over the back up to the top. Oh of the yeah, head. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're and incredible. Stand on one leg, and she like she goes to do it, and obviously um, she's really cold, and her muscles are just not stretching, and she just can't do it. And I, I'm watching this through like the viewfinder at twelve hundred mil, <laughs> literally watching the moon move across my frame, and I'm just like, oh my god, we've got about ten seconds to do this, and like <laughs> she's. Like, <laughs> And she starts, like, she takes off her jumper, and then she takes off her shoes, and I'm just like, I'd, like I feel like the most long-distance pervert in the world <laughs> right now. <laughs> and she finally does it, and she pulls her leg up, and, like, just before the moon kind of moves from behind her, we, we got the, well, not really a shot, it was a video, and I took a still out of the video frame. Mm -hmm. And that was it, and I was like, oh, my God, did it happen? Did I get it? And like, everything's just really like, oh, my God, what just happened? And then the, um, the, the guy with the red flare comes over, and he's like, what the f are you doing? And I just sort of explained, like, and re I realized this guy's dressed in, like, full army attire. Oh, wow. 
And uh, yeah, he's like, um, I need to show you something. And he took me over to where he lit the flare. And there's like loads of tents about, and there's about ten, eight to ten guys standing to attention, holding like fake guns, oh. <laughs> just standing there to attention. And he's like, he looks to me and he says, <laughs>